What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 101 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Gallion Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, it is the second episode of Impact, June 11th, 2004. We're here. We're pumped. Dallas, have you been giddy for the past several days before this moment? Oh, of course, Bob. I've been itching to watch Impact since we stopped recording last Impact. And had it, and we recorded a pay-per-view, a weekly pay-per-view between that time. So even that couldn't contain your excitement. No, it couldn't. And, you know, we'll get into it a little bit. But unfortunately, that pay-per-view um, kind of wasn't up to the standard that we've been getting. I still enjoyed it. You didn't. Yeah, um, thumbs down. And, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about that a little bit here in just a few minutes. But... Uh, to have a really hot TV and then like a fairly mediocre weekly pay-per-view. I'm just ready for the TV again. Like the presentation, we have pyro, uh, we got the tunnels. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for for Impact at Universal. I'm really excited to uh, dive into that. Yeah, uh, a lot has changed though since the first episode of impact and by a lot i mean a couple of things now on the first episode of impact we crowned new tag team champions america's most wanted defeated Kid right. cash and dallas and guess what that loss has essentially dissolved dallas and cash because cash has been like you know what i'm not even gonna go for the tag straps anymore i'm going for singles gold and dallas was just like okay well they're still together they're still together, but they're not going to team but, up. But apparently not for, yeah, not for the tag team division, which is, like, really weird to me. Yeah. Because uh, if you, it's just, I feel like, not that it, like, limits our tag division, but I think it's interesting to have a fairly decent, like, tag division. And he, I think they're a good team. And then to be like, ah, eh, he's going to go singles. I like Cash as a singles guy, so, like, I'm not really, like, upset about it. But I do think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then on the last episode of the weekly pay-per-views that we've watched, AJ Styles has regained the X Division Championship. Now, of course, that finish was well horribly botched in the sense that AJ completely missed the, I guess, spiral tap, really. Right. Uh, and I, I got a note on that, too, that we'll be discussing in just a few I minutes. I can't wait, because that was pretty brutal, and I think that AJ was pissed that uh, Posey still counted it. But regardless, he is the X-Division champion, having defeated Kazarian. Uh, and, of course, right. we still have the issues here between Jarrett and Ron Killings. Those are kind of our main uh, points here. Of course, maybe we'll see Raven and Sabu. They are... Uh, Right, they kind of entrenched in a few too. So, a lot going on between two shows. 
the weeklies and impact at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, since we're kind of getting right into last week, let's let's do a rundown of the card quick because, as you know, our new format here, kind of new format, we're going to be talking about the weekly pay per views on our impacts, and then we're going to dive into some news and notes before we get to impact. You know, you, you guys are used to that on the weeklies. We're switching it up. That's just what we do. We like to mix it up around here. So on the weekly pay per view from June 9th, two thousand four, uh, this is this is what went down. America's Most Wanted defended their tag team titles, and they defeated the New York Connection, Glenn Goldberti and Johnny Swinger. And that was after the fans got to vote on which team they wanted on the website. And they chose Skipper and Daniels. Daniels is injured, so they got replaced. Talk about that, too. Uh, Michael Shane defeated Chris Saban. Sanjay Dutt defeated D-Ray 3000, David Young, and Sharkboy in the Four Corners gut check match. Which is a little weird to me that Sanjay, who's been heavily featured, is having to do a gut check, but whatever. Team Canada's Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and Petey Williams defeated Heavy Metal, Hector Garza, and Jerry Lynn in a six-man tag. Then Jarrett had quite the uh, quite the night, Bob. <laughs> he had three matches in a row. Uh, first up, he fought Conan and defeated him in about two minutes in the Barrio Strap Match where you had to hit your opponent 10 times with the strap. Then he defeated BG James in the Trailer Park Trash Match, which essentially was a street fight. It was. It, not even essentially, it was. I think there's false count anywhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then in the last match, it was the Ghetto Justice Match. But this time, Ron Killings got the sh- really shocking victory over our NWA World Champion. Yeah, how did he did he win? It was something like I don't the remember rev- how he won. And I have it in my notes, so I'm gonna I'm we're gonna talk about it, but um because I always like to go over what Dave says about these uh particular matches and stuff like that. Um but it looks like so Jarrett hit Andrew Thomas with the guitar. Killings quickly scored the pin as uh Rudy Charles ran in. So I believe it might have been like a like a roll up victory or something like that. Yeah, he did. yeah he went with the roll up, um, and it was very quick, and um, pretty surprising. I really didn't think that was going to happen, but you know what? That adds to the fact that Killings is a, a viable contender. I mean, he's got a pinfall. Uh, I I would say clean. He didn't like cheat to do it. No. Jarrett, Jarrett was just kind of doing his own thing, so. Well, I think Jarrett was trying to cheat with the guitar, and then he just rolled him up. So yeah. he avoided the right thing. Now, is it necessarily a decisive win? Like, oh, hey, I right, you. right. No, but hey, we'll take it. And I'll it looks really win. good for killings. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, that main event. AJ Styles has returned to the X Division uh, as of last impact, and he defeated Kazarian to win the X Division title, which was uh, a pretty big moment. And it felt right. If, if, I feel like it feels right to have the X Division title on AJ Styles, but maybe that's just me. Um, I mean, at this point, probably, but I think a lot of it also has to do with um, the lackluster kind of run that he he had in the heavyweight like well, towards that, that, the end of that. That's probably why it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I think that but. certainly plays a part in it, but right. 
Okay, so Bob gave that show a thumbs down. I said, you know what? I still enjoyed it, like, overall. Uh, it was a little, reading it again, I mean, on paper, it's okay. Um, but I liked it. So, Bob, what do you think that the readers of The Observer thought about last week's show? Uh, I'm going to say they went with a thumbs in the middle. Oh, you're close. They actually went thumbs up. So, But listen how close it is. 38.5% gave it a thumbs up, which means 30.8% gave it a thumbs down and also in the middle. So, like, they were both 30.8%. So it was pretty close. Um, but Dave notes that he starts it off saying, like, the big question is how the first pay-per-view show after the TV would do. And based on the limited responses, there was no difference. So that first impact did not if, you know, affect, at least based on the readers, um, anything with that pay-per-view. Hmm. Uh, and he seems to say that a lot, that a lot of the time the correlation between um, how many people enjoy or watch the show correlates with how many people vote in their newsletter. I mean, obviously, you can only get so accurate with that, but it's interesting to see nonetheless. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's kind of roughly what we've been kind of getting. It actually, I believe, is actually even a little bit down from what we've had recently. And definitely, I think we've had a couple of thumb, like 100% thumbs up recently as well. So it's definitely a bit different there. So after talking about all those matches, what do you think was voted on as the best match of the pay-per-view? Uh, I mean, even with the botch finish, maybe AJ and Kazarian. Yeah, it was. It was voted as that. Okay. What about the worst match? Jared and Conan. No, it wasn't. Jared and BG James. Nope. I don't know. It was the gut check four-way match. I don't think it was that bad. It was more random than anything, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think that was, no. Yeah, kind of weird. So the show drew about 1,200, which Dave says, judging by the lines before the show, looked to be about two-thirds paper. Once again, that sounds so fucking normal. Like, okay, it's two-thirds. It's like every week it's like that. Uh, and as we as we know, Universal Studios, guess what, guys? Every week it's paper. Every single time. 100%. Like, it's 100%. 100% paper. And it's going to be that way for many years to come. <laughs> I mean, it's been paper for a while. <laughs> a long time. Like, over 10 years. So, Yeah, so we got we got a little bit um, to deal with there. Yeah. Um, so, let's, uh, let's dive into what his thoughts on some of last week's show was. And then we got some other notes to talk about. And there's some pretty interesting stuff. So, after a series of good shows in a row, the June 9th show fell flat. The show was built around pushing Jarrett to a ridiculous degree in positioning Styles as the exhibition star as he beat Kazarian for the title. Title change match was laid out with some great spots and given enough time and uh, to try and make it a classic, but it didn't click. Part of it is that the Nashville crowd was never taken to Kazarian as that big of a star. They finally got the crowd going with near falls, but the finish was botched. So... Styles kicked out of Kazarian's wave of the future finisher and hit a twisting splash, so he hit the spiral tail. Now Styles missed Kazarian on the landing. Kazarian kicked out because it didn't look good, and they apparently communicated to just do a Styles class finisher. 
So since going back to the same move immediately would expose the first move. So that's why they were going to switch it and just do the Styles Clash instead. Mm -hmm. Well, referee Mike Posey counted two. Time stood still. For some reason, he signaled for the bell and the music played. Mike Tanay and Danwes had called it as a two count and Wes screamed that he kicked out. Posey raised Styles' hand and it came across terrible. Instead of being happy he had just won the title, both, re both wrestlers had that look on their face that they just wanted the match to continue. Right, and like, and as we went back and watched after the show, Kazarian definitely said, kick out. Right, he, he communicated to Styles, like... I'm going to kick out, or and I think he might have was even doing it to Posey to be like, dude, I'm kicking out of this because that was fucked up and that's going to look really bad. Uh, yeah. And it, and it did. Cause like you even said last week, Bob, uh, or last episode, we, you can't use that footage. No. The only way you can do that is if you do like a, like a still, a still, or it's like you cut it before the landing and you just see like styles flipping and like, do like a pause. Yeah. Like a still, right? And then it switches them holding the belt. Like, and you hear like the, oh my God, yeah, whatever. Like, right. you cannot use the foot. He completely missed. Yeah, you can't. What can you do? Yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing you really can do about it. But... At this point, you gotta just keep moving, moving on. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as Bob kind of noted in the beginning, Kid Cash and Dallas did a post match beat down on Styles as they seem to be positioning Styles. Uh, versus uh, Dallas with the idea that the Giant will soften Styles up, leading to Styles versus Cash for the title. So they're thinking he's kind of going to work through the both of them, which is actually pretty similar to the way he was defending the title multiple weeks in a row, the heavyweight title, before he ended up having to fight Jarrett. Of course, we ended up getting a King of the Mountain and all that kind of stuff instead. But Well, I mean, he defended it against... Well, he defended against multiple people. Well, I mean, Raven, Killings, Harris. Well, then Killings, he beat for him. He, he won it. He didn't defend it again against him? Uh, no, I think he just did the one and he lost. Because then it led to... Okay, so then we got, like, so we got like two, two weeks of that. Uh, all right, so, I mean, the idea of him, I guess, being the fighting champion in the exhibition, that could be fun. Especially if it's between two shows. I mean, there's a bunch of cruiserweights. There's a bunch of X Division guys. Right. That uh, he could even just have like a random six minute match with and probably have a, a good match with them. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's def that's definitely intriguing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Jarrett, uh, since he won the King of the Mountain, as it turned out, he has decided he's now the king. So he came out all dressed up, had the crown put on him. Uh, and Dave notes that he was trying to be Lawler, Savage, and Triple H. Uh, the former Gorgeous George, now given the ring name of Mensa. It's M-E-N-S-A. Kind of weird. I didn't That's the name they're giving her? Is I guess so. I don't remember hearing it on commentary at all, so. I have not heard that, no. Well, that's the name. Uh, which is apparently a total rib. Uh, since the same name of the Society of Geniuses, and uh, she's anything but, Dave says. Uh, and she was scouting him and last appeared she, like she's going to wind up managing him. That's kind of what's being teased here. Although I still think of the idea that she's going to be bringing someone else in to fight Jarrett. That's my thought. 
We'll see. Uh, I mean, I just I don't know who she would bring in. Oh, I didn't say it was going to be anyone good. Yeah, and it, it just <laughs> seems it seems pretty obvious to some extent here that like Jarrett would want like the hot blonde, a uh, blonde female manager. Right. Like it he, just seems the typical route to go. He's never done that before. Did he? Wasn't Deborah blonde? Oh, man, no. Just saying. I forgot about that. I kind of think that's the vibe we're kind of trying to go for. No, yeah, you're, I think, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Oh. Well, don't worry, Bob, because uh, that all whole thing may be out of the window already because she was questionable if she'd even be brought back. Um, what? <laughs> what? Uh, the name may have been also a different rib because Dave says that this he believes that the Spanish translation for Mensa is closer to idiot. And Dutch Mantel probably knows a decent amount of Spanish from all his years in Puerto Rico. So it's also oh, saying that. Yeah. Now, TNA, since Bob Ryder worked for so long in the travel industry, does a great job of getting cheap plane tickets. The downside is that they can't be changed, and it costs people full fare uh, ticket price if they miss their flight. Now, she was complaining the next day about not having enough money for the flight home to New Jersey because she'd have to pay full price for the ticket at that point. But don't worry about Sabu ended up paying for her ticket home. What a great guy. He's so sweet. He's such a sweet guy. Such a sweet guy. So, um, I guess we'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Can Are you we imagine this already? If, I know, can you just imagine if they just were like, oh, well, we're done with it. it that, that seems like... We haven't done something like that in a while. I don't feel like we've dropped something that quickly in a long time. It just feels very like 2002 to me, where it's like, we don't know what we're doing. So, okay, here's, um, right. oh, what's, I can't remember her freaking name right now. Girl giving out money. Was it Alicia? Did they call Alicia, her? yeah. Something like that. And it's like, okay, we're just not going to do that. And to the point where, like, we tweeted at the time, to um ferrara ferrara at ferrara and he was like i wish i knew why she was doing it too and it's just like yeah. they still don't know they still don't know almost 20 years later and they still don't know why she was giving money out yeah i mean uh, yeah 2002 was them just doing random things to see what would kind of like fit right so that's what that feels like to me though it's like if they drop this and they don't explain it it's like well, okay. Well, I I kind of think that it's an example of like, hey, this girl was in WCW for three months, cup of coffee, and, yeah, and uh, you know, is a recognizable face in the terms of in, like in wrestling. So if we have run TV, maybe like people be like, oh, gorgeous George is there, like want to check it out or something. But yeah, I'll tell you right now, like. Back then, if you know, when I was a kid or whatever, they're like, "Oh, gorgeous George is in TNA." I'm not gonna actively be like, "Oh, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta watch go, that." Gotta check it out. Maybe if like you know, if Randy Savage was there too, I'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, okay, Macho Team Madness, let's go." But if it's just her, I don't think I'm gonna care. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are dropping it because they're kind of realizing, "Hey, we're paying her however much money they've come here, and it's really not gonna move the needle." 
Oh well, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, so as we as we kind of briefly discussed already, Jared did three straight matches during the show, and uh, it said here that they've ta- gone totally overboard trying to create new matches. You know, creating a new match like Ultimate X is sometimes a big hit, but when you do three on the same show, it's guaranteed none will ever get over. He ended up beating Conan in just a minute, 58 seconds, in that Barrio strap match, uh, which, of course, we already talked about. you got to hit the guy ten times. Um, and then BG James came out, trailer park trash, which is, as he says, a hardcore match filled with garbage can lid shots, uh, which is so passe now. <laughs> then he fought Killings in the Ghetto Justice match, which seemed to be the exact same rules as the previous match, because I still don't know what the Ghetto Justice match is, so... I mean, I think it's just like a street fight. I yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. And of course, remember that guitar that ended up being used in that finish we discussed already. A killings brought out with him, which Jarrett was like really mad about. Which I think was kind of funny. He's like, oh, because like killings had his guitar. Mm. Um, we already talked about the finish of that match, but um, what's pretty interesting is uh, I'm just trying to find because I got the paragraph and we already talked about part of it. Beating two faces, yeah. So, uh, so the heel went against all the odds here, beating two faces in their own uh, in their own style match in uh, in a row, which had the third one beat, and it was only because the ref uh, that he had lost because he hit, obviously hit James Thomas and blah blah blah. So when the wrestlers arrived and saw the board listing the match and saw Jarrett in singles matches against all three, the reaction several of them had was about what you think. One person said there's a lot of head shaking. So people were like, there's Jared again, fighting all three life crew. I mean, I would understand that if, uh, if he beat all three of them. If he beat all three of them. Well, that was probably what they thought was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean... Him beating Conan and BG James in like under three minutes each. I think that part's probably fine. That I think that's totally fine. I mean, there's the, Conan and, and BG do not have the that main event value that you would, you know, think. I guess like they had five years earlier. They're just clearly a duo and a lower mid card. Act so, Jeff Jerry being your main event guy, beating them each in under three minutes is not a big deal. Uh, if he had beaten all three of them in under three minutes or something, um, I think that's a little different, but right, maybe are they annoyed that he's having three matches and like other guys aren't getting the chance to wrestle? No, it could be that too. That's a good point, could yeah. definitely be that. That's the only other thing I could think of. All right, I think that makes sense. Um, So, he kind of goes on here. If that wasn't bad enough, they totally insulted their audience. And this is kind of leading into that tag stuff. So, first they announced an impact that the fans could vote on the website for America's Most Wanted Opponents for the tag titles on pay-per-view. The three teams listed were Christopher Daniels and Alex Skipper, Swinger and Glenn Gilberti, and Kid Cash and Dallas. So, the problem here was that Daniels had already separated his shoulder in Japan and under any circumstances, wasn't due back until June 9th because of his Japan tour that ended June 13th. So he wasn't even going to be back in the States at this point. 
So with those three to pick from, Daniels and Skipper were the faces. Plus, they were probably the team that had the most memorable matches with America's Most Wanted, so would probably be picked. Right? That's kind of how those things usually work. Well, the angle was that Daniels and Skipper won, but since Daniels was hurt, Swinger and Gilberti got the shot, which they lost. Uh, Dave said he thinks that the poll was a great idea, but they need to start off with a new audience and appear to be fan-friendly. Instead of they just slap the audience in the face. Uh, The bout that they ended up having uh, had heat on the show, but there was a styles clash as America's Most Wanted like to do the fast-paced matches with a lot of hot moves. And Gilberti, who has a bad back, can't do much. Uh, He still has a bad back. It's been going on for over a year. That's so, man. And so he just says kind of how it was bad when he was in. Uh, Now, this is an interesting note because there was even a suggestion coming out of the match to make Gilberti primarily a manager for Swinger. But Swinger actually wants to reform his team with Pat Kenny, feeling that the breakup didn't benefit either of them. No shit. No kidding. Yeah. Can't blame him there, man. No, I mean, you really can't, though, because Pat Kenny, the character Pat Kenny has definitely hit a wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, border, I would even say borderline, like, kind of comical. Yeah, yeah, it's really disappointing. Yeah, and then Swinger, them, when they were, you know, the heel team, I mean, they had so much momentum. We were enjoying their matches with AMW, like, every week that they would be doing. I still, I mean, I still like Swinger. Yeah, me too. I think he's entertaining, but... Yeah, that that split is an example, I think, where... They just, y'all do, we want a turn to do a turn. Yeah, absolutely. I think and, so. And, and it was the whole, like, allegiance, right, to Jarrett? That was the whole kind of reasoning behind it. And then and then guess what? Essentially, that's been dropped. Yeah, right. So it wasn't even a long-formed angle. I know. It sucks. There's no more, like, loyalty thing to Jarrett, really. So. It's done. I think it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, Swinger's chin was busted open bad during that match because of a kick by Storm, and it was super glued shut, which I don't even know if I realized happened. I can't remember. Uh, there was a feeling that Storm was reckless with the kick, so there was some tension involved with that. Uh, the other thing is that David Young's losing streak, who is now 0-54, right. <laughs> uh, even though everyone knows it's a work, Fans do want it to be believable within the work. I think this is pretty, you know, we kind of discussed this too, right? So the number is a, is a minor nothing happening deal, and there's no reason to insult the audience with. Hmm. Well, can't, can't imagine how they'd be doing that, like super exaggerating the number. Right. He said to have had like 15 matches over the weekend to get to the number. For real. Um, I think that was most of the notes about last week. So now uh, let's talk about just some other random stuff, and then we'll get into the show. I don't think there's actually too, too much more um, to talk about. I mean, decent. Okay, I lied. There's a decent amount. So let's just let's just dive into it, Bob. Um, I'm going to apologize because last episode on the pay-per-view, I said I had no notes from Alvarez, um, most of which was uh, useless stuff, but there's a couple of things that actually relate to the last impact. So I'm just going to bring it up around impact. I think it's, it's there's some important stuff or else I would have just left it off and pretended it, it wasn't. 
Um, one one thing that was pretty interesting is that Jerry Jarrett actually was backstage at the pay-per-view Wednesday last or now, I guess two weeks ago, but he couldn't fly to Orlando for the first TV. So this dude's already back after his quadruple bypass surgery, like working. He's nuts. He's That's literally not healthy. Freaking nuts, dude. Um, and so uh, Alex Marvez had an interview with Dixie Carter about the first TV show. So this is kind of fun. Okay. Uh, she had some interesting things here to say. So she said that Fox Sports Net was their first choice for an outlet all along. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, quote, to be the first national wrestling organization on a legitimate sports network was very exciting to us. Mm-mm. Yeah. I know. That's inaccurate. I know. Alvarez makes a note about that as well. AWA on ESPN. Right. He literally says, I could have sworn I've seen wrestling on ESPN before. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, we had conversations concurrently and there was uh, interest from other networks, but Fox was our first pick from the beginning. She said their main goal was the TV deal was exposure. Quote, we have an amazing product very few people are aware of. She also goes on to say our goal is getting on primetime on Fox Sports. She added, quote, if we deliver what we're capable of, I think they'd look forward to uh, to putting us on on the primetime there. Uh, she said all of all of this depended on whether or not they can move the rating needle on their current time slot. She said they were talking to some bigger names about coming in, but right now their main concern was the talent they already had. She seemed to indicate that the pullout of Hogan and Randy Savage really didn't have any effect on the company. In fact, she still clearly believes that Hogan pulled out because of health reasons. Quote, uh, with Randy, we never talked about him being on our show. That was the media running with a certain storyline and certain thoughts. And she says, I don't think that the Hogan situation hurt at all. End quote. Uh, she also said, not at all, when asked if there were any plans to axe the Wednesday shows. So they're not planning to end those pay-per-views. Uh, and she says that there's nowhere to go but up. She said there were discussions about doing house shows next year. So uh, quite a bit there from Dixie Carter. Well, you can't um, – I think at this point you can't really end your uh, weekly pay-per-views, pay-per-views because it's really the only income right. that the show is bringing in. That's probably as, why that there's like now. Right, because as you've noted, uh, they're paying Fox Sportsnet to run their show. Right. They're not and getting – And they, add, they have to like do their own advertising and all that too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, I, she, she's a PR girl, right? So she knows how yes. to spin. Oh yeah. She knows yes, how to spin is. shit around. So. And at this point, I'm pretty sure that's still like kind of her job is like PR. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds Because Bob Carter's the president and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, the TV taping last week, I, I'm pointing this out because I think it's, I don't think we knew the exact time. It ran about an hour and 40 minutes. So. What, what did? The Impact pay-per-view, or sorry, the Impact TV show last week. An hour 40? Yeah, that's how long the taping went. Oh, the ta- okay, for the whole thing. The whole thing, the matches before and after, and then the whole show. Uh, that's not, that's really short. I thought that'd be at least. I think we thought it was about two hours. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, nope, just an hour 40. And remember how we mentioned that? They were trying to get fans to boo and cheer and stuff like that. Jer- Jeremy Borash being our cheerleader, of course, and that they decided to do whatever they wanted. 
Well, Jeremy Borish probably wasn't helping his situation uh, in general because uh, he said that he made a crack about how the fans in attendance were way better looking than the ones in Nashville. <laughs> Do you think the ones in Nashville, if they fucking heard that, are going to be yeah, listening to him yeah. anytime soon? No. It's also interesting to note that Alvarez mentions that about 700 people showed up, but Dave notes that we had 850. So I'm going with that number more, but. I, uh, yeah, I think it's probably 850. And do you remember we, so Raven and Sabu signed new deals because it kind of bounces off of this. So Raven and Sabu signed new deals um, because the idea is if you don't have a contract signed, you won't be appearing on TV in any capacity. And so speaking of those two, they worked in that gauntlet match after the uh, live TV ended. And we talked about that ga- that gauntlet last week. Um, and it featured, um, like, David Young being tossed out immediately. Um, Monty Brown was also pinned during this, which wow. he, Alvarez notes will not be acknowledged on TV. Uh, and then they're apparently going to use this stuff for DVDs. It's also noted that Shane Douglas, Terry Taylor, Scott Demore, and Jerry Lynn were all agents on the show last week. I think that's not that's not a bad bad group of agents no i don't think so um yeah we already talked about jerry Jarrett here uh we talked recently that bg james and conan are going to be hosting some like weird show where they like watch clips yeah stuff like that um well that show is gonna be called rumbles and it's gonna be beginning on june 19th at 9 30 p.m apparently the show consists of footage of fights breaking out during mainstream sporting events uh, inter- intercepted with gracious shots of girls in bikinis. Conan and BG spent the half hour commenting on the action. So that sounds like quite the show. That's, um, that does not sound like an interesting show to me. Uh, no, I don't really think so either. And I think that Dave notes, which is kind of a more interesting part of that i'm trying to find it because it's obviously in a different section here I mean, uh, yeah it, it, it kind of reminds me of like there's like a similar show like world's dumbest like criminal right that dude that's literally what it is yeah. um and it airs on uh, hdnet which is mark cuban's high definition cable network no kid i didn't even know hdnet was like a thing back then right isn't that interesting wow i thought that was kind of fun oh yeah that's an interesting that's a really interesting note Wow, you know that's you know okay. This is kind of funny. So I I wonder if well she's I guess they're trying to go more national here, but you know if they were looking for a TV deal. I mean, uh, Cuban is a wrestling fan, and I remember fairly recently I was watching like a OVW 2002 TV show, and he was on the TV show. No, that's like crazy. Like what? He was with like John, like the prototype John Cena. He had like a long segment with him. So. And so obviously, weird. Ring of Honor in twenty or two thousand nine, I think two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Uh, Ring of Honor was on HDNet for. Like That's right. So, but I'm sure HD, HDNet in two thousand four is not. No. In a lot of home, I can't imagine it's in a lot of homes. Right. I was also probably not looking for HDNet at any point back then. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, speaking of Ring of Honor, there is expected that they're going to make an attempt to open the relationships back up with TNA, basically in order to get AJ Styles, Christopher Daniel, and other talent back that had appeared on TNA before they refused to let them use any of their talent. So they they made it four months. 
Yeah, so they're trying. Uh, Styles and Daniel are the only, or the two that they're most interested in. Not only, but the two they're most interested in. TNA officials never believed that Feinstein wasn't still involved in the company, although it is well known that internally there was jealousy in TNA over the Ring of Honor shows getting better reviews. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was mad when some TNA talent, in particular Daniels, Styles, and Punk, talked of Ring of Honor as some of the best wrestling around during the week after the Feinstein scandal. In hindsight, when Sapolsky didn't strip Styles of the pure wrestling title, he was hoping that it wouldn't be more than a few months before he could get them back, which sounded strange at the time. Uh, it would be expected that at least TNA would ask Silken to sign the statement he refused to sign before because they they would and should be skeptical of anything without substantial proof. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, I mean... So Gabe really wants Styles and Daniels. I mean, who else is really? Just, I I feel like it's just those two guys. It's got to be mostly just those two guys, I would think. Yeah. Uh, it's also noted here that there hasn't been any talks with Samoa Joe since they originally talked to trying to get him mm-hmm. to leave Ring of Honor and come in. So it's just uh, that's our Ring of Honor recap of the week, I guess. Um, so, Bob, I've been holding on to this one for a while. I said we could have talked about this last week, or last episode, I should say, on our weekly pay-per-view. Uh, but this is about the ratings of our first impact. Okay. We got some stuff in here, baby. Uh, I forgot That's exa- surprising, because like, I feel like eight, uh, Fox Sports Net stuff is very hard to find well, out about rating-wise. Ratings well, you hang on to that thought. <laughs> oh, okay. So, the debut of Impact last week, June 4th. Uh, it drew a 0.16 rating based on the markets that aired it in its regular time slot, which would translate to maybe 110,000 homes. That's not... Okay, I mean, from, like, today's standards, that's not bad, but back then, that's probably pretty bad. Well, hang on to that thought, too. This, this <sighs> is very, very interesting. Okay. So the final rating of these shows, because of the different time slots... And figuring in different stations won't so be available until three weeks after the show takes place. Oh, okay. So, so this is preliminary. Now, and that's I'll, just based off on Fridays at three, right? The normal time slot in those in certain markets that aired it at they, that time. Okay, all right. So with all the others, with all the other time slots combining it, it might be a decent number. Here. It might not be bad. Yeah. Um, so for the network and the time slot, it was considered a good number. It's half of what oh, the, yeah. net, the network's flagship best damn show, best damn sports show period does at night. So they did half of that with our preliminary numbers. At three o'clock in the afternoon. Not bad. So you're telling me that their best show. Okay. This is intru- This is stuff I've never known. And this is what I like to learn. So you're telling me that Fox Sports Net's best show in prime time is roughly around 220. I mean, br- roughly. I don't have exact numbers, of course, but... So let's say two, 250,000. Let's just say that to be a ballpark. And you're telling me that impact... At 3 Friday, p.m., baby. At 3 p.m. And we're only counting... Markets in which it aired at 3 p.m. on a Friday. They is did almost half of what the best show does. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god! 
I bet you Fox Sports Net's probably hoping, like, hopefully they don't maintain this because then we'd have to pay them to keep them on or something. <laughs> but they're locked in for a year anyway to, to pay. Right, them. right. Um, so kind of interesting, uh, kind of bouncing off of this, right, to kind of put it in perspective more. So Fox Sports Net promoted the hell out of Max Kellerman's debut show. Uh, and it opened at 6 p.m. on a Monday with a point oh eight. So and they so impacted and they better than that. Yeah. Oh and they my. <laughs> so those in the company were citing the better debut than the much more heavily pushed Kellerman show as trying to indicate that the first number is a success. Uh, but Dave says, but it's not enough viewers where it's going to turn the pay-per-view business around, which fair but yeah. uh, the numbers starting next week are going to be the utmost of utmost importance internally the feeling is that this feeling is more positive than in a long time because most reviews of the show were good and those at fox sports Net were impressed with the look but the company in taking a long-term approach is hoping the number shows con- uh, consistent build over the next two months so that fsn officials will give them a better time slot Within the company, they are talking the long-term goal is to build ratings and get a stronger time slot on the more popular FX network. Several in the company have been told that they are already negotiating with FX for a good time slot as the TV people like the look of the show, and it was a clean show. Uh, this is, is pretty interesting, man. Uh, we're doing doing pretty good stuff here. Okay, so... Let's say that off just off of that, the number in the time slot that it's supposed to be at. Let's say they got five percent of the people watching that show to watch the next show, the pay per view, mm-hmm. to buy it. That's fifty five hundred people. So times that by ten, you're making just under, or nine ninety nine, you're making just under fifty five thousand dollars. Yeah, there you go. And that's just like a ballpark. Like if, like 5% being your minimum transfer rate. But again, that's only counting in the time slot. Right, because there is other ones that we're, we don't have the numbers for. So, you, I mean, you never know. There's, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. on a Friday. Right. And some, and I, and some of these other times are even weirder than that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, weren't they saying, like, in Chicago or, like, New York City, it was going to be at, like, 1 a.m. on a Saturday? There's some stuff like that, yeah. Right. So, you're probably looking at a few more hundreds of thousands of people or households yeah, dude, it's nice. combined from all the markets to watch the show. It's pretty crazy. If they knew what they were doing, they might be able to get some extra dough here. And no wonder they wouldn't want to get rid of the weekly pay-per-views because you can you i said maybe from the cut that you'd get from the pay-per-view company you're offsetting what you're paying to put impact on tv to begin with right so you know we'll see what happens as we kind of move forward here Uh, we also have some new talent coming in at least for a little bit bob Uh, from all japan kazushi miyamoto he's doing his first u.s tour starting on June 11th, and he's listed on TNA Booking Sheets as just Miyamoto. Uh, he's set to debut on June 17th in Orlando, and he's also planning to be working on the June 23rd and then, I believe, the June 24th taping of Impact show as well. Um, 
he's planning to be here for, or at least in the U.S. for a year, and live with D'Lo Brown and his family. For a year. For a year. So hey, we might see some cool Japanese talent coming in. We'll see what happens. Well, that means we might we might see D'Lo on Impact. Right. I would be okay with that. Yeah. Um, the second anniversary show. We're really hovering around that time right about now. Uh, that's going to be on June 23rd in Nashville. Already announced is Jarrett versus Ron Killings for the NWA title, uh, which I don't know if it's officially announced uh, yet, but it's definitely heading that way. Dave is also guessing that Eric Watts versus Abyss with Goldilocks putting up the briefcase of money against Watts' contract will be on that show. They're also pushing for the Raven versus Sabu, Sabu feud, but that's questionable right now. Hmm. Questionable. Interesting. Uh, the feud started as Raven challenged Sabu to a match, and Sabu threw uh, Sanjay Dutt, since uh, Sabu won't do the promos, turned it down. Now, we kind of skimmed over this when we were talking about last week's show, and well, because I'm talking about it right now, because it kind of bounces off of this second anniversary, but Sanjay Dutt is kind of with Sabu, in a way, after the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. So... Tanae already announced that Raven made the challenge, knowing that the two had the pact to never wrestle each other because the Sheik mentored them both. So Sabu's return all along was to set up for them to team, then feud, even though the team deal never really got going, and the plans for them to do a traditional split-up kept changing. Raven pushed for it, thinking that Sabu was the one wrestler that he never worked a singles match against, even though they were together in ECW as two of the company's biggest stars. Sabu, who had screwed up in the past more than once in TNA, had some office people arguing against using him. While his matches haven't been off the charts, he internally had been zero problem on his run. Um, and there is some more that we'll talk about Sabu on our weekly pay-per-view next week, but um, some of it relates to the Impact show. So I'm going to pretty much hold that, that, that thought there, but we will pick that up again. Uh, I will say, I mean, I'm definitely interested in seeing a Ravens at Blue match. Yeah, I think we got to do it. Just do it. Come on. No rope barbed wire. So, well, I mean, that, that's <laughs> kind of what I, but also, I mean, they need to have it be like that kind of mad, like a hardcore match. I don't want no, like, oh, Raven with the takedown hammer lock. You know they're going to. Yeah, and then today we'll be like, well, we never expected this. These guys are working a style that shows desperation. Right, right. That's that's a good point. Uh, I just got a couple more quick things here, and then we're going to get right into this, Bab. Okay. Bab. Uh, I just lost my place, though, so give me one second. I was trying to make sure I only did have a couple more things. Okay, here we are. Uh, Vince McMahon, he did an interview in Toronto for The Score. TV network. Uh, and when asked about TNA, yeah, yeah, he got asked about TNA here in 2004. Mm-hmm. He shunned them off saying, quote, they're wrestling, we're entertainment. And there are people internally who actually would not want to use that as a marketing slogan, quoting Vince. So that's funny that he says that. Because, I mean, he said that kind of now about, well, I guess he, with AEW, it's more like they're barbaric. But he has kind of said he said similar things, though. Yeah. Um, as a wrestling fan, and as a, and like if I was the wrestling company, I'm taking that as a compliment because we want to be a wrestling company. Right? Isn't that? It's, it's kind of kind of fun. Yeah. So I would kind of take that in a 
positive way. I mean, you can definitely like spin it positively for them as well. Anyway, so I think I would not be shocked if we see that on our screen. Well, Vince McMahon, he said oh, this yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, and I'm sure at some point it will be. Yeah, right. Um, there is a lot of talk here about moving the Wednesday pay per views to Orlando. It's kind of crazy. Uh, nothing was said definite about it, but it was talked about. It would be a major savings when it comes to transportation and far easier on everyone doing two straight nights in the same city. And the pay-per-view would look better because the Nashville look can't hold a candle to Orlando. No, I think, I think that's true. I agree. Um, now, Dave, you're, you're kind of diluting it. Though. You're diluting it. Because well, people who get smart to it, why would you go to the Impact show? Just go to the weekly. That's where the big stuff is going to be at. Right. And it's also interesting to know that. So Dave says here, I, again, I'd wait eight weeks before you don't know about the Orlando crowds. Um, if you're running weekly and if they don't make it feel like a hot product. So the worst thing you can do nowadays is run two straight nights in the same venue. Yeah. Um, so I think that's very important. So, yeah. who knows? Uh, I got one more note here. And then it's time, baby. It's time for impact. Do it. Conan. And Jeff Jarrett, they apparently reached a deal where Conan would stay, and he was happy to do so. Uh, For one thing, WWE management didn't seem so anxious about bringing him in, uh, but it was more a favor of being called in by Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. It appeared that those decision-making power uh, weren't really interested in him, telling him that they didn't want to bring him as a wrestler, but he did well on his announcing screen test. Uh, he had also been told by WWE that he would have to find a new character because they thought that his character he's been playing would be too close and detract from the Cena character. Because uh, they both wear jerseys? I mean, they're not even really dude. the same. I think to some extent here, Conan might have been exaggerating the interest that was in him to maybe try to get... A bump up or something from TNA? Mm. I don't know. I I could see him exaggerating the alleged interest by the... Yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry, because he wasn't offered... uh, He wasn't officially offered an announcing position, um, but that may be also because they believe he's still under contract, and the last thing WWE would want to do is open themselves up for tampering by making an actual offer. Right. It's also well known that Conan has been trying to get back in AAA, and we've discussed this as well. Uh, where he was a huge draw in the company in the early days. Uh, But he had a huge falling out with Antonio Pena when he took Pena's top stars and brought them into WCW and ran against him briefly in Mexico. So, hey, he's been trying to heal that relationship since he came in with the America's (laughs) X-Cup. Right. uh, We'll see what happens there. Um, A lot going on, Bob. I'm saving two more brief notes for during the show because I said, why not? You know, I said, screw it. Um, but a lot of this other stuff couldn't really be tied into this show very well and was a little, a little long form. But on that note, Bob, I'm freaking ready. I'm sick of talking. My voice hurts. Well, when you go to Monster Jam and you lose your voice, that's what happens. Dude, I well, I wasn't even screaming about the monster trucks, dude. That's the problem. I couldn't hear, like, my nephew sitting next to me. I was like, what? I was like, it just... Just watch the trucks. Every time he'd say something, I'd nod. I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, yeah. I, was like, and I, kept po- I kept pointing. He'd say something. I'm like, check it out. 
Jen, do you move on? Because like I couldn't hear him. The way that you just were like not, yeah, uh huh, right, yeah. But look at look at that. Uh, I did, I did, I did. Anyway, <laughs> it worked every single time, man. Uh, all right, it is time for the second episode here of Impact 2004. It's June 11th, 2004. The runtime, uh, let me make sure I got this accurate, is 46 minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, I don't think we technically know anything that's going on for this show. Uh, which No, I, dude, I don't think we know nothing. Which I feel like is going to be the overwhelming trend, uh, at least for the early month, early stages of Impact until it becomes just Impact. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play this when you want to follow along, if you want to follow along, uh, head over to Impact Plus or find it in your own personal collection. I'm sure there's a hard drive out there somewhere that you can borrow. Uh, but here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ronald Reagan, he has died. That Shit. Was on, he died on June 5th, 2004. Wow, what a what a sad moment to bring up during the show here. And I knew that though. I didn't. Even, I didn't even have to go on Wikipedia. To, to I'm impressed it. by that because I did not. No, I. I mean, I have his Wikipedia thing open right now, and that's how I looked. But you just said you didn't have to look on it. Why? Uh, we're getting a flashback to Styles getting beat up by Kid Cash. When this started, Bob, my volume is not very high, and it was fucking wicked loud in my ear. I don't know about you. Uh, no, I have my volume like made way through the thing yeah that was really fucking loud even if i have it like wicked high no that's right here getting the shot universal studios making me feel like we're about to watch a nickelodeon show dude actually that's a really great point and it's making me want to go watch some fucking like guts or something dude you have paramount plus don't you no do i need it it's on there all the nickelodeon I want to watch Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's it on there. there. Oh, all of, dude, boy. all that shit is on there. I love that. Uh, I was you watching Keenan and Kelly the other day. That's awesome. Bob, I did forget. I'm So we have our intro here. There was some dark matches during this show, and normally I've been trying to bring those up before we start. So my bad. All right. So hold on. How many people do you think we got here at Universal Studios tonight? 850. We do not. We actually have 750 today. Damn it. Okay, so we're getting that intro here. Oh, Kazarian Styles rematch tonight. Do you think he does a spiral tap and does success? Uh, yes, I guess I do. Um, and uh, as I'm going to read these dark matches, Kid Cash and Dallas are coming out right now. And wow, that's quite the coat by Kid Cash. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't know if I like it. I don't think he needs to be wearing that. No. Um, okay, so dark matches. Pat Kenny and Shark Boy defeated Johnny Swinger and Glenn Gilberti. Hector Garza and Chris Saban, or sorry, Hector Garza, Chris Saban, and Elix Skipper defeated Roderick Strong, Alex Shelley, and Michael Shane. Holy shit. <laughs> and then after the taping, Sabu defeated Abyss. Oh. Now, if you're wondering why they have a Sabu Abyss match after the show, we're going to talk about that on our next episode about the weekly pay per view. What the f- All it's, right. It's pretty interesting. But I'm saving it because it's about impact, so we got to talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next episode. Look at Kid Cash versus Amazing Red. This is this is a strong match. You know, I think the reason I don't like that Cash is wearing that huge jacket was it makes him look small. It does. I mean, yeah, he is small. 
but I don't think you want to really like emphasize it like that. It actually is kind of, I don't know if I noticed it last week. These Cash and Red are both very small, and so is Mike Posey. They look very <laughs> tiny in the six sided ring right now. They do. And I think that the way that the camera's angle too doesn't really help. No. No, I think that's actually maybe the biggest problem here. Now we got our double scrolls. So this is a 10 minute time limit according to the top of our screen. Remember, if we get a time limit draw on these impact shows, we have a judge to uh, determine. We don't know who the judge is this week, I guess. Maybe it's Dusty Rhodes still, like it was last week. I don't know. That's how I would. I don't think they said it would be a different judge. No, they did not say that. So. And look at Mike Tanay saying that right now. And we're also seeing the results. Red just kicking Cash off the apron there with like a, like his version of a Pele kick almost. Red going for a big dive. Oh, nice. nice. Somersault dive. Crashing down. Red puts Cash back into the ring. Cash begging off. No, man, dude, we can't. Time out. Time out. These guys had, uh, they've had good matches in the past, right? I believe so. I mean, they're both good workers. So, oh, Dallas oh. slams Cash. Or, sorry, slams Amazing Red against the guardrail as Cash is the ref distracted. Okay, that was a pretty bad, like, throwing him against the I was post. Say, he, like, delicately put him into the pose. Come on, Dallas. Come on. There we go. He got it. Press slammed him back into the ring over the top. Cash double underhook. Moneymaker? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, we're trying again. Wait. No way. Oh, shit. Oh. What was that? Okay, so he did not win with that. That was weird. It looked like he was going to hit the moneymaker with a pile driver, but instead he kind of put him on the shoulder and did, like, a backbreaker. I wonder if, like, he just angled them wrong. Oh, my God. Kid Cash just hit a moonsault from the bottom rope, dude. Now the middle rope. Oh, you know who did uh, Super Crazy did that? He's stealing Super Crazy's move. Wow. He would do then, a moonsault on each each buckle. Yeah. Really? Go. Oh, yeah. And then he went for that last one on the top rope, but uh, Red got his knees up. That's crazy. And he just stole Super Well, he tried to, at least. I don't think Super Crazy would get blocked on the last one. Oh, it's a great kick. Oh, is he going to hit that? What's he called? 718? That's right. Yeah. I got it. Oh, God. He took the bandana off. Jumps back in with an elbow. One, two. No. That's right, Bob. This six-headed ring, so many more ways to do springboard no. moves. Under $10. It's $9.99. You're saving a cent. I think it's nine ninety five actually. Nine ninety five? I think. Five cents. Holy crap. Still under, dude. It's just like how like when you go to the store and let like, we're roll back and it's fucking ninety eight. Dude, it's like yo, fuck you. Oh my god. Oh Going for that top rope power bomb, but he got countered into a hurricanrana. Amazing red takes out kid cash. A super Frankensteiner. Because if Scott Steiner was here, he'd put you in the Steiner recliner for Saint Hurricane Rana. Uh -oh. Red to the top. Going for an elbow. Missed it. We're four yeah. minutes into the match. Six minutes left. Uh-oh, moneymaker. 
Oh, there it is. That's it. it, dude. Four minutes and 11 seconds is the runtime for that one. That was, I mean, that was a good four-minute TV match. I think so. I like that. Dude, he's got the big D on his pants. Big D. I'm totally supportive of a kid cash, like, heel, like a heel push here. Singles heel push. Me too. <laughs> Even outside of the X division, really. I could get behind it. Yeah, we just went to a weird, like, impact commercial break thing, and now we are seeing, uh, it's like the teams from America's X Cup. Symbol of hope, symbol of pride. I believe they did mention we're kind of getting a, a, a international versus Canada match. I think they mentioned it briefly in the beginning of the show. International versus Canada? I think they mentioned that in the beginning. We were talking, and then I also then I heard Kazarian and AJ Styles, and I didn't care what else was happening. <laughs> so oh, wait, this Wednesday night, Jerry Lynn Saban primetime versus Team Canada on the pay per view this week. Who will capture the flag? Is it a flag match? It must be, dude. June sixteenth, eight p.m. Guys, still sleeping pay per view. And you were right. It is nine ninety five. That's what the guy said. Oh, look, and now another pack. So these videos that we're seeing, Bob, I I could be wrong, and maybe you know more than I do. This has got to be, like, kind of their commercials in a way, right? That they're kind of running probably to bookend the actual commercial breaks. This doesn't feel like it's actually, like, on the show to me. No, So it'd be, like, similar to... Uh, See, like, the X Division only on Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. R- right. It's not, like, a, it's a different ad. Right. It's their ads within their own show. It's similar to what ECW would do. Okay, I get you. Uh, Shane Douglas here backstage. He's doing an interview with Dusty Rhodes. So he is here. So he is. He's, he's hoping and praying that they say, they don't say, here comes the judge. Wouldn't he want to be used? Damn, that match no, is so good. No, because then that means he'd have to watch the matches. <laughs> I want them to go to the judge and then Dusty be like, ooh, baby, I didn't watch that match one bit. Oh, that kid. I'm going to have to review those tapes, baby. Yeah, baby. Tune in next <laughs> week and I'll tell you who won, baby. Wait, Vince Russo just came in. I got a problem. Give me a chance, Dusty, please. I know I, like, did some bad things, but. <laughs> I mean, Judge the Exhibition, baby. Oh. We're going to Kazarian and Styles now. Oh, I thought that would be like the main event. Bob, I love TV. Dude, this is flying already. We only saw one match, and I'm loving this. And now we get an X Division title match. Okay. Wow. Here comes the coolest guy in the world, Frankie Kazarian. What if this match goes the remainder of the show, 35 minutes? Whatever. Uh, I also forgot he's not Frankie Kazarian anymore, Bob. He's just Kazarian. What is with that? What is with people eliminating the first names? I don't know. I There's some times that it bothers me a lot more than others. Like, that's one thing that WWE does that I really fucking can't stand, dude. Is, like, trimming names. Well, I feel like they... 
I feel like they should have like every wrestler should have a a first and last name. I don't think everyone needs to, but like don't start them somewhere and and then like change it. Like I just you can call you can call him Kazarian and his name still be Frankie Kazarian. Like that's okay. Dude, I think that's the thing that bugs me. Oh shit! This has got a thirty-minute time limit because it's a championship match, I believe. It's gonna go the whole. It's gonna go the whole time. It very well could. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm expecting this to kind of be a banger, after how they ended the pay-per-view match. Well, yeah, I would think that they're both probably pissed. And I feel like that's kind of why this match is happening, almost. Uh, I think, it, yeah. Like, line up for Wednesday, June 16th, Bob. We might get some... America's Most Wanted defends the NWA World Tag Team titles versus Abyss and Monty Brown. Oh, wait, we... Did we know that? Or no, I can't remember. Uh, we NYC versus Pat Kenny and Sunny Saki in the Ultimate Humiliation match. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Where the winners choose how to embarrass the losers. Team NWA versus Team Canada in a six-man flag match. That's right. Drop salt by AJ Styles there. Beautiful. Okay, so there's a couple matches that we're getting for the Wednesday pay-per-view. Cool will walk in as the division champion. We'll find out in 28 minutes and 53 seconds. Potentially. Potentially. Maybe even earlier than that. Hopefully earlier than that. Oh, Styles Clash? Nope, Kazarian breaks out. Oh, he sent him face first into the middle turnbuckle. Whoa, big backdrop by Styles sending Kazarian over the top to the floor. That was huge. AJ getting a head start. Oh. Fakes a dive, goes to the apron. We're going to be on phenomenal. Simply phenomenal. Kazarian outsmarts him, drops him over the top, or top rope. Slingshot DDT into the ring. One, two, kick out by AJ. Let's see here. I think Kazarian's going to regain the title. You very could. Scoop slam. Kazarian goes to the apron. Slingshot leg drop. Nails it. I think Kazarian's going to regain it and then lose it again on Wednesday. To Styles again. To AJ. But this time he'll hit the spiral tap. Or he'll just miss it again. And then they'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? We can't get this right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh-oh. Back to the future? He's got the hands hooked. Is he going to hit it? Boom. He did it. He got it. One kick out, though. Not enough to keep the champion down here. AJ's just too strong. I got to say, Bob, the crowd that's behind that first like the floor row they don't look as bored this week which is nice like they're all standing they're like the red shirt guys yes like everyone's standing up last week on impact they're all sitting down right which i think were the more casual people right and they still very well could be but this time they're at least excited that being said though they could have potentially Look at this. While we're away, AJ hit a Pele kick during the commercial break. Um, 
but they could have smartened up and been like, you know what? If you hey, if you're excited, you're here to and you're a wrestling fan, we're gonna move you over here. It's still kind of a weird thought to me to think like, hey, you could go to Universal Studios and like watch a wrestling show. I think it's kind of cool to be honest with you. Oh, I think it's oh, cool, but it's just reverse DDT. I just can't like picture me doing like it. Right. It's not what I think about when I think about Universal Studios necessarily. No, no, yeah, probably not. Probably like the last thing I'd ever think of. Right. Hey, but they're back, baby. AW doing dark tapings there. Oh, oh wave of the future on AJ Styles. That's his finish. Oh, he kicks Kick out though. So much for being a finish if you can't finish. Boom, roasted. Right. That's true. Uh, our referee is Rudy Charles, by the way. Um, so Mike Posey was not allowed to referee this match again. <laughs> um, I forgot mm-hmm. that my one of my notes I saved during this for this uh, was actually a note about AJ Styles. So while the oh, wait a second, wait a second, Styles clash. Got him. Okay, I'd wait yeah. till the last, literally the last moments of the match. Well, AJ Styles retains the title, and uh, he told the TNA website. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Kid Cash. Here comes Dallas. I'll tell you guys in a second. Oh, he didn't realize Dallas was behind him. Dallas picks Dallas up by his head. Pop up. Oh, nice. Sit out, powerbomb. No, no, Tanae. That was not the blackout. Yeah, he got a move wrong. Man. He's excited. I won't blame him for that. He's excited. Ah, shit. Security. Hey, there's my. Oh, great. I can't wait for John and Dallas feud. David Young backstage. You you can end the street tonight. Keep your mind on things. That's what he said. Oh, hey, so so, could uh, six man tag. Anyways, let me let me get this out here quick. As long as there's not like an interview or something that we're about to come back to. Hold on. Might as well wait a second, I guess. Okay, there's a video package. So AJ Styles told the TNA website that he was excited to move back to the X Division. He says, quote, that means I get to do the X Division style and use some moves maybe you haven't seen yet in the ring. I've always loved the X Division. That's where I started. And I'm glad to be back. He also said that he loved the six-sided ring. He says, quote, I like it better than the old ring because it's something different. Who knows what crazy moves we're going to come up with in that six-sided ring. I think it's good that we have, have it because it makes us different from the competitors. And while we're only promotion that has it, at least in the U.S., that I know of. It's very unique, especially with what we can do, what it can do for the X Division. Hmm. So Styles is very excited. This is just a Jeff Jarrett glory promo here. Hits Andrew Thomas with the guitar. He's showing BG James. There's some powder. Playing some weird rock music. Dude, the gloves. The gloves last week were killing me. Yeah, it was too much. And then he couldn't even put his like suit on right. He tried to take it off so nice, and then he couldn't get it right. I hate whatever song. This song is awful. <laughs> That's all I hear. Jimmy Hart getting brutalized. Sorry, Jimmy. I can't, I mean, who's got the laugh, laugh now? 
Six man oh, tag team match up next. David Young and the Naturals. Wow. Why would the Naturals want to be associated with a loser? Well, yeah, that's not very good because David Young's hoping that he's going to be breaking the streak tonight. Yeah. One, two, three, it's over, he says. Yeah, for him. Can't wait to get pinned again. Three oh, live crew. Okay, well, guess who's not winning? Yeah, no kidding. I'm surprised Ron's in this. I thought maybe it'd be three life like BG and Conan and another right. person. Oh wait, this is their old song, dude. This is the one I like. Is this, BG... their, is this like the debut one? Yeah, this is the one where they all have like a verse like right in the beginning. Mm. Yo, it's me, the B Jizzle. <laughs> this is the song I like. Yo, it's me, the B Jizzle. Look <laughs> at the little kid with a three-like three sign. Ten minute time limit here. This is gonna go less than four minutes. Probably. And I don't think the naturals are getting pinned. See, my thing is, does every match need both the top and the bottom? See, now that we talked about last week where Dave was like, it's very distracting. Now, every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, wait, what's the results? But I already saw it. So I don't really need to be looking at that. Well, I could see like looking at it to like, is there something new? But as soon as it's like the same thing, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, I mean, I agree because this is the same one as before. When the gut check match, blah, blah, blah. Conan, Rolling Thunder, clothesline on. That is Andy Douglas. Here goes Chase Stevens over the top to the floor. There's right hands here. Oh, now all three left. Triple team in them. <laughs> three left crew, triple team beat down. Look at Ryan's about to do the. Uh, like drop to the crotch. Boom. Perfectly placed. That's right. Killings is the legal man with Andy Douglas here. Oh, springboard. Spring back. Split. Here comes BG James for some reason. Double team. Hold them up and allowed Ron to hit a heel kick. Chase Stevens making the save because nobody's taking the pinfall unless your name is David Young. BG getting double teamed by Young and Douglas. Stevens gets a shot in as well. Duck under double clothesline. BG, can he make the hot tag? He needs to make a hot tag, Bales. Can you do it? I think he will. Why not? If he doesn't do it, what's the point? You know, that's kind of where I'm at. There you go. Beachy got killings, and David Young is in, so might be wrapping this bad boy up in just a minute. Oh, boy. Ducks under a clothesline. Ron coming off the ropes. Spinning forearm. Flight forearm springing off the ropes. Uh-oh, here we go. 
Axe kick. Scissor kick. Goes for the cover. BG knocks the natural oh, offer up. And there you go. David Young is 155. I'm sure they'll and tell us was 70 something. Under, that was under three minutes. No, they did say 0-55. That's right. He is such a jobber. Uh oh. Yeah, he, he got kicked in the gut and a scissor kick, and that was that. Here comes Jeff Jarrett. What is Jeff Jarrett gonna say? This is awfully familiar music, Don. Uh oh. Here he comes. Hey, hey there, Ron. It's me, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> J-E double F. Right here. He gets his little steam entrance. You can't even see him because he's in white. Steam's white. <laughs> and fucking Pyro. He's coming out to like talk post-match and this dude's getting Pyro. Hey, boys. Celebrate all you want. Two things you guys will never ever be. Number gotcha. one, and to be a world heavyweight champion. And number two, the first ever King of the Mountain. Mm. This Wednesday, on pay-per-view. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dusty, Dusty. Rhodes comes. Here comes the right out that other tunnel. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, fans are bowing to him. Wow, oh, dude. Jeff Jarrett, let me tell you something. Let me talk to the king of the mountain up there. Oh, Vince Russo's conversated with him. He said he's got a problem. The NWA heavyweight champion, Jeff Jarrett. Uh-oh, Dusty helped solve the problem. Pat okay. Kenny's coming out. Mm-hmm. On the pay-per-view, June the 23rd, he will defend the World Heavyweight Champion. Chip. And you'll be defending it against Ron the Truth Killings. That's right, so it is official. He's telling truth to calm down, kind of. Truth. You came to me the first time when you won the title. He's saying he told him then, truth? A black man did not win the world heavyweight title. A man won the heavyweight title. That's right. They actually did that. I think they talked about that in the ring, actually. And a man will win the title from Jeff Jarrett again. So he's saying that uh, Killings is going to win again. Could it happen, Bob? Well, I feel like he shouldn't be uh, showing so much favoritism. <laughs> yeah, he isn't a biased judge then, right? Right. Although I guess he wouldn't be judging that show, I guess, or that match. Second year anniversary. 
to be my second anniversary of whipping you and taking that title. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's all fine and dandy, Truth. But this one's on pay-per-view. You bring your crew. Oh, the king's going to be bringing his court. There's going to be a public execution at the asylum. Uh, okay. Wow. That's kind of a lot. That's intense. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you Wednesday on pay-per-view. In front of everyone. That seems appropriate. Monty Brown. Monty Brown Gandalf. Monty Brown is that. next. Oh, next. Na- all right. Th- that's kind of cool. Wow. Are you? Hey, D-Lo. I didn't know if we'd see him on impact. But I guess well, this might be... Uh, yeah, see, coming soon. Yeah, so we saw that before. There's a little tease. You know, and this is again, this is smart. Delo is a recognizable name from the Attitude Era. It makes sense. Yeah, people would want to probably see him. I guess. Here comes the alpha male, Monty Brown. Ooh, wow. Did he come out from the? Oh, that's the heel side, I guess. Isn't this? Right. Is this the one? song he ends up using for a while, or no? Yes. I think it is. This is, might be the first it might time. be for the whole run. Like, I, the rest of his run. I think it's the first time we're hearing it. His opponent, Sonny Siaki. Oh. I thought it was going to be, like, freaking... I don't know, like a job guy. I hope this doesn't mean Sonny Siaki's a job guy. Now no! That there's TV. That would suck. Oh, he's also a linebacker. They're both linebackers. Wow. 10-minute time. Guys, if you're following along, we haven't done a time check. These shows fly by. We're at 29 minutes and 8 seconds. He just drops Sonny chest first over the uh, guard railing. We're getting some sports updates. I don't know what none of this is. I'm actually intrigued by this. Let's see. (laughs) Let's see. I don't know any of these. Oh, Lowe. Okay, I know Lowe. Derek Lowe. He's five and five. Interesting. Musina, seven and four for the Yankees. Good job, the guy. I don't know who Wilson is. Sabathia, three and three for the Indians. Oh. What, June? Oh. So only a couple he's months got a straight here. jacket, neckbreaker over his knee, Monty Brown. Eric Bedard. Wow. Uh-oh. Power slam by Monty Brown. Running power slam. That's going to probably set up the pounce, right? Can we at least give Sonny, like, three minutes? Do we really have to just, like, destroy him here in under two minutes? Oh, Abyss is watching this match with Goldilocks, it looks like, yeah. Yes, it is. So I'm going to be this guy here. So I'm assuming the version that we are watching is uh, from live TV. Because we just had the impact bar pop up behind the sports thing. So it was like the results or whatever mm-hmm. it was, the ticker at the bottom. You could see it behind this other thing. That's a lot of pop-ups on my screen. These days, I still hate pop-ups on my screen. Yeah, so we're probably not, we probably don't have the impact plus. Uh, I'm just pointing out like this. So if this is how you'd watch it live. Right. And be like, damn, I just missed that. But of course, how do they know that's going to happen? They don't. Pounce! Damn it. Come on. Last two minutes, one. 
Well, he okay. Two minutes well, and no, well, the, they stopped it. It's, it was literally two minutes on a dot. <laughs> that match lasted. Here's Desire. Uh, Desire, remember you have a broken back. You've been reminding us uh, every opportunity here. Who's that? America's Most Wanted. Oh, Tag Team Champions. Were they watching that whole time, and they just showed us that? I don't know, but Monty Brown and Abyss, uh, they're facing them on the pay-per-view Wednesday. We find the defendants guilty. Guilty. Well, AMW hype package here. Some really old clips being shown here, guys. Yeah. There is only one word to describe the exhibition phenomenal. Another little AJ Styles package here. Diving off the balcony, man. Now, I would rather have these highly shown for like, oh, hey, this is our world champion. Well, I was just about to say, why did they, they probably shouldn't have just shown your X Division champion giving your number one contender a Styles Clash. Yeah. Okay. Kakesh is the game plan. This Wednesday night. Oh, look at this. Dallas. Dallas and AJ Styles. This, so it looks like they're going through with this. Live Wednesday night. On pay-per-view. Hmm. Oh, two-year anniversary flashback. Brian Urlacher. This is back in January against the Red Shirts, who are essentially no longer with the company. Which is a bummer. I like I like Northcott. So do I. But hey, we might be seeing Titus around here soon. Oh. You never know. They talked about it. Remember, he was walking around with this guy in the ring right here, Johnny Fairplay. Just tossed him to the floor. <laughs> the clip of him in the corner. This is way too rough for way me. Too, way too intense. Oh my god. Go to the next week we're gonna see all these old legends. Wow. And I mean that's not a bad idea either. Have Sting on there and people could be like, oh Sting will be here. Trick him. Smart. Right. And I love the shots panning over the uh the impact zone here. Look at Don West's shirt tonight. He's got the same impact shirt, but it's in red. I love it. Is that going to be his gimmick here? So like next week will be it'll be green. I don't know if they'll do that, but red is in the logo, so we kind of got that going for us. Is that a Laparka mask behind him? Uh, sure is. Hire Laparka. Oh <laughs> my god! And look at the little chair on it. Yeah, that's a. Those are wrestling fans. Like, that, yeah, you can't deny that one. No way. And that's definitely fan made. That's not fucking given to them. Look at this. It's like a paragraph underneath it. Yeah. 
If you get your flag, you gotta raise it over the on the pole. Don is yelling about this flag match. I have never heard someone so excited in my life regarding a flag match. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get the flag, and then you gotta put it up there. Jeez, this is crazy. Will Sabu answer Raven challenge? We'll also find that out. Well, Sabu wouldn't vocalize it. He issued that challenge to Sabu. They have a pact to never face each other. Hmm. Well, Raven is breaking that promise, so he, he don't give a shit. I mean, he definitely wants to. What about me? What about Raven? So we're getting a little Raven video package. Yeah, have you told us our notes, the other notes you have? No, I was gonna for this next match. It's very quick. I mean, I can tell you right now. It's literally. Hold on, I have my thing closed. I want to make sure I get it verbatim. I don't want to screw this up. This one's pretty important for the future of this podcast, and that is that there are no plans for X Cup tournaments anytime in the near future. Thank God. This is a big deal, guys. <laughs> I cannot underestimate this enough. There are no plans for an X-Cup tournament. Did they just show Raven coming out of one of the tunnels? Because we have not seen that. So that was definitely a clip they used from the taped gauntlet match last week. Right. Which is kind of cool. Cool to Raven. Nevermore. Coming up next... Team Canada versus Team Mexico. So I messed up earlier. I misheard. I thought they said Team International. It's Team Canada versus Team Mexico. It's a border war. That's what the voiceover guy said. Yeah, of course he did. Eric Young, Petey Williams, and I'm assuming Bobby Roode. I'm assuming oh. Johnny Devine is gone. We haven't seen him in like three, three or four shows like with them in a while now. Yeah, I wonder why he's not there. And I, we've had no notes on him or anything. I don't know if it's schedule conflicts or what, but kind of mm -hmm. weird. Scott, the more so obnoxious. <laughs> I also yeah. love the Canadian flag on the hockey stick. Like, that's so good. That is pretty good, yeah. Canada. And their opponents. Let's see which members of Team Mexico. Mr. Aguila, Heavy Metal, and Abismo Negro. So not even your best one, Hector Garza. It's fine. Let's see now. Are his pants see-through? Bob, I got... Okay, wait. Look at this. We have uh, Armando Quintero and Moody Jack Melendez on Spanish commentary. Um, I think he's wearing shorts under his pants. I like how they just now put... Spanish available <laughs> wherever. Okay, Abismo Negro's outfit tonight's wicked cool. That is pretty cool. He's all in black and he's got like sh sheer arm like sleeves. I really like it. Okay, so Aguila's definitely not wearing it's like regular trunks underneath. Right. Well, that's what he's I mean. He's not yeah. wearing a thong. Okay, that's actually hilarious. That's great. Because that means that they also saw what we saw. And it's oh, like, yeah. uh, there's butthole showing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that 
Okay, this is all out crazy. Aguila with a triple spring arm drag. Can you imagine that conversation that you have to walk up to him? Like, hey, dude. Uh, your butthole showing. So your butthole showing. So we can't have you on. Oh, shit. I don't think he hit rude with that. He didn't hit all of it. Stereo head scissors here by uh, Metal and Negro. I don't know if you mentioned it, but this is also a 10-minute time limit. I did not. It seems to be the standard. 10-minute for non-title matches, 30-minute for title matches. I think that's right. kind of our standard going forward here. Oh, PD. Oh, and whoa. I, I, and I, I do like the timer. I do like it up there. I think I like the timer as well, to be honest with you. Because it's kind of fun to be like, well, that match was only four minutes. It was, like, pretty good and felt much longer. Right, and I mean, it's something that, you, like, you know, UFC does, anyway. You know what I mean? On the bottom. Power slam by uh, Abysmal Negro. Tags in Mr. Aguila. Aguila. Sorry, I keep saying Aguila. 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 Bobby Roode hits Aguila in the back. Heel kick by PD. This match could go close the whole 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely could. Here comes Rude bouncing off the rope. And a kick, okay. <laughs> Such a heel thing. I thought he was going to do a drop kick. I thought he was going to do like a running lariat. <clears throat> but no luck. formerly S.A. Rios. Make sure your audience knows that. They might be a little bit more familiar with that name. about that flag match i would assume team canada is going to be winning this match here against team mexico just to kind of hype up that flag match a little bit more that would make the most sense here comes eric young ey showtime eric young as he's reminded us on his tights backbreaker dude the there's trunks underneath is killing me right now that is so funny i had a feel I mean, oh they are like shorts not even like trunks it looks oh like yeah it, they are a little longer it's down his thigh yeah so funny well the weirder thing about that to me is he's worn trunks that don't have or sorry pants without holes in them right so he probably came to the show with those and they were like, hey, bud, I need you to put these on underneath now. Right. That's so funny. And if there's ever a ask Jeff anything, I'll have to. Hey, Jeff, who would talk to Mr. Aguila about putting uh, underwear on underneath? Yeah, his, well, you know what? I don't like that all of the ask shows are only ad free shows now. Because, like, yeah. Jeff Jarrett's finally on it. We have our opportunity to shine. And then they take it away from us. Right. It's always a money grab. But you know what's not a money grab? The TNA Crossland Podcast. That's not a money grab. We are true wrestling fans. Clip it. We're wrestling their entertainment. We are real wrestling fans. Where we give other wrestling fans footage for free. We you don't need no Peacock or Impact Plus. That's right. And you can ask us anything and... One of us might reply to you on Twitter at Cross yeah. the Line TNA. Unless or, you continually DM us about, hey, do you want to talk about your graphics or something? And I'll just <laughs> ignore you. 
and who and you don't even follow us, then right, th- like then we're probably right. not going to reply to you. Yeah. This match is. Bra- I don't even know how to call what's happening. There's so much shit going on. It's broken up here. It's Negro and Ag Aguila oh. dive to hit Ey and Petey Williams down the floor. Heavy metals in the ring with Bobby Roode. Oh, oh, heavy metal, man. This guy is crazy. Power slam by Rude. That might be it. One, two. No, he kicks out. Wow. Uh-oh. Oh. Nope. Counters a power bomb. Heel kick by heavy metal. The drop Rude. Under five minutes left in this time limit. Scoop. Longest match of the night. I think. That's not true. AJ and Frankie well, won like seven minutes, didn't they? Okay, longest match compared to their time limit. For the, for the 10 minutes, yeah. Demore hooked uh, metal with the hockey stick, and that's going to allow Rude here to hit a Death Valley driver. And I like how he tucked the head in. That's nice. That's right. Three count. Pins him. Four minutes and 24 seconds left in the time limit. So that went uh, just, what, just under six minutes. They're like heavy metal. Are you okay? Team Canada, look at this attacking them. Post match attack. Of course. Sore loser or sore winners. Who's gonna run out? I can't imagine. Yeah. Who? Oh, I bet you Team NWA, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, did someone just throw a water bottle on the ring? They did. Sure looked like it. And I think they just slapped each other's hands. Like, yeah, dude, we did it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got heat, baby. Water bottles get thrown at us. We got heat, baby. That's right, baby. Oh, Hector Garza. We forgot about Hector. And he's wearing, like, dad gear tonight. Yeah, this is weird. But he's getting attacked, so. The numbers game, it's just too strong. Well, this is not ending well for Team Mexico. Someone else has got to come out and make the save. I'd assume, but it's not looking promising right now. If they were coming out, why are they taking so long? This gun out of hand. Come on. But, like, for real, if you're backstage and you're like, yo, I got to save these guys, why are you taking this long to decide if you're actually going to do it? Here they come. Finally. Team NWA, Jerry Lynn, Chris Saban, Elix. Now, remember, they have to dress professionally now. This is they're dressing professionally. Collared shirts and jeans. Well, I guess Skipper has dress pants on. To be fair, Jerry Lynn, if he's doing agenting, too, like, that's definitely, like, I'm being an agent kind of gear. Yeah. That's how we're closing the show. It's just a massive graphic on the screen. While those As they're on. fighting in the background still, yeah. yeah. All right, that wraps up the second episode. I uh, I liked it. I think I did too, man. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I, there's like really nothing to complain about. Like I thought it was a fine show. Good matches. Flew yeah. by. Yeah, I feel like it's always going to fly by. Yeah, cool. so uh, there's no complaints uh, on my end about that show that we just watched. No, and I do like that they are already promoting the second anniversary show, which isn't next week. 
but the week after. So we got a little bit of build time before uh, we even get to watch that. Right. That's a really great point. Yeah. Uh, but and we have a, we know, a, again, I mean, I guess we know a decent amount of stuff coming up for uh, the next episode here. We have a flag match, which is almost never good, but this is a uh, X Division version. Hey, yeah, maybe it'll be more fun that way. One can only hope. Uh, I'm trying to get to this real quick. I think I might have it um, pulled up here. I think I got to it here. Did I get to it? Yeah, I got to it. Okay. Uh, all right, so we got, uh, yeah, the flag match, Team Canada against Team NWA. That's going to be Saban, Lynn, and Prime Time against Rude, Young, and Williams. NWA Tag Team Championships, America's Most Wanted, defending against Abyss and Monty Brown. And the X Division Championship, where AJ Styles will be wrestling Dallas. I think, did it announce it as X Division Championship match? I'm not sure. I, we could have misheard that, um, but... I mean, who knows? Um, and well, also, regardless, it's AJ in, in, in Dallas. And we know that Jarrett says he's bringing the court. So right. don't know exactly what that means yet, but. Yeah, and there's going to be a public execution. That should be fun. Which we have. The last one that we know of uh, for matches is the ultimate humiliation match where Pat right. Kenny and Sonny Siaki will be taking on the New York connection of Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger, where the winners will get a chance to pick and choose how they want to uh, embarrass the losers. That's right. Hey. That is what we know action-wise for... Uh, an, an interesting-sounding show. I hope that it uh, will hold up. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but, Bob, even more than that, I'm looking forward to Impact next week. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. <laughs> You're damn right I am. Of course you are. Uh, I'm looking forward to when it's just going to be Impact. That will be... A breeze for us. So that well, we don't know when that's going to happen, but they said they're not doing those weeklies anytime soon. But all things come to an end. So that's true. Um, and just like this show, unfortunately, has to come to an end this week. Well, and at some point, it will come to an end where it will never return. Wow, that's quite the way to end. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll be back for the next weekly pay review. But until then, the question will loom. Will we see you in a few days? Probably. But until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Kelly Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. Oh. Yeah!